Welcome, my name is Alessandra Carden, and you're listening to The Alessandra Carden Show. On this podcast, I share conversations with experts in wellness, nutrition, athletics, entrepreneurship, sustainability, and more. It's my mission to give you the information, inspiration, tips, and tools that you need to optimize your energy, health, and happiness. I'm here to help you thrive. How do you start your mornings? Does your morning routine set you up for a successful day? Morgan Gillis, today's podcast guest, is a precision nutrition coach, licensed primary sports nutritionist, graduate of the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, and founder of FlexibleFoodies.com and the 21-Day Morning Routine Challenge. In her 21-Day Challenge, she helps participants adopt the perfect morning routine that leaves them feeling energized, motivated, productive, happy, and confident throughout the entire day. Morgan is a morning routine expert, and on this episode, she shares a ton about her personal journey and experience, and about how daily gratitude, hydration, vision and goal tracking, movement, nutrition, and learning will transform your life. Here it is. Be prepared to be inspired. Super excited. Thank you so much for calling in. You are so welcome. Thanks for having me. So I wanted to start with a little background on how you got into wellness, why you became a health coach. So do you want to tell us a bit about your story? How I got into wellness and why I became a health coach. So when I was growing up, I probably did every sport under the sun, just wanted to be as good as I could of an athlete. And so that's probably when I got into wellness per se. But um, when I started college, all the extracurricular activities that you do in high school, like basketball and soccer and all that stuff, kind of (laughs) ended, which is where I got into CrossFit. And then when I got into CrossFit, I quickly realized that you couldn't be the best athlete possible unless you got your nutrition dialed in. That, for me, was the point where I... I really started thinking about nutrition and nerding out about that. And that caused me to take a bunch of different nutrition courses and certifications and seminars and nerd out like crazy on the internet. And eventually that's what led me to IIN and starting to become a health coach. Totally a nutrition nerd too. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that path makes sense. Growing up really active, playing lots of sports and then... By the time you get to college, you want to refine your athletic ability and it's more about diving deeper into that and just like you said, being the best that you can be and nutrition, it totally makes a difference. Can you talk a bit about that? How you noticed maybe changing your diet affected your athletic ability? For me, when I got into CrossFit, I performed the part, I guess, but I didn't like that I didn't look the part per se like I wanted to look super fit and they have that saying abs are kind of made in the kitchen Mm, and And I mean like it it really is true you know like you can do Mm. all the weightlifting and exercise and stuff in the world you want but like if you're eating not that I was eating McDonald's every day but you know (laughs) if if you don't have that piece it's going to be really hard to look the part so for me I guess that's where I really noticed a difference was was on that side of things. On the aesthetic side of things, that's what really got me into nutrition. It's so funny. It sounds so vain now, but like <laughs> um, but um honestly now I'm I'm kind of going back a different way where like I'm not as concerned about that anymore and I'm more like 
wow, this has a huge effect on your energy. This has a huge effect on your mood. I really don't care about abs anymore. I've kind of let that go. But you can just start to see even long-term health and all these crazy lifestyle diseases that are popping up. Nutrition has such a huge impact on every aspect of your life. So huge. And I've actually heard similar stories to that too often. It's like people will get into it for the aesthetics to look a certain way, but then all of a sudden they start feeling so amazing and then they start researching and learning more and more. And then, like you said, it's so good for preventative health and energy and mental clarity and focus. So yeah, it's cool to see that, right? It just sort of opened this whole different perspective on wellness. Yeah, it really did. I would for sure say the nutrition piece it's almost like seeing an iceberg, you know, and mm, nutrition right. for me was like that tip of the iceberg. And now I've just gone down the rabbit hole into like all the other stuff, you know, health and wellness, which is not just nutrition, which I'm sure we're probably going to get to oh, eventually. In this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it's so cool how everything is so connected. And like you said, it's just the tip of the iceberg. When I say I work in nutrition, <laughs> I'm like, that's that's like a little tiny fraction of it it's like everything it really is because <laughs> it's all yeah. so connected and that's why I think it's so cool what you do you just started this 21 day of challenge and it touches on so many different factors and I know you talk a lot about mindset why is mindset so important why do you teach your clients that it's the foundation of their transformation haha <laughs> that rhymed <laughs> <laughs> um it's just it's just like mindset is totally, it's just the basis for everything. When I when I think about the 21 day challenge, there's six pillars and 50% of them I said were like about mindset and then there's 50% of them that are about movement and physical activity, nutrition and hydration. But like even those three are still about mindset because if you're moving, movement is one of the best antidepressants there are that helps your mindset. Same for food. What you're eating, they have that saying, good food, good mood. Mm. I never understood that before. But now I'm like, <laughs> yeah, this so is true. so true. Like, you eat crap and you're going to feel like crap. And, like, you, you put these garbagey things into your body and all of a sudden you're like, why am I so depressed? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, why is this happening, right? And even hydration. You know, we're 50 to 70% water as humans. And even when you don't have enough water, your brain function is impacted by that a lot. And... It's so bizarre how the challenge is kind of like a like a health and wellness kind of vibe challenge, personal development kind of vibe challenge. But when you really think about it, every single pillar of the challenge can come back to mindset. Everything. Yes. All connected to mindset. That's so true. What exactly are the pillars then? So the pillars are gratitude, hydration, reviewing your goals daily, movement, learning, and healthy breakfast. Ah, so important. Starting the day right. Exactly, yeah. It really can be a challenge for anyone, like anyone who's just looking to kind of have more energy and feel better and be more focused and whatnot. But I am finding the people who the challenge is most suited for are entrepreneurs or success-oriented people in a sense that want a structured morning routine that sets them up to go have an amazingly productive day. Does that make sense? Oh, completely. Yeah, morning routine is so huge for entrepreneurs. I feel like it's always talked about. So why do you think it's so important? 
I use this, uh, I use, I feel like a broken record sometimes because I keep using (laughs) this Tim Ferriss quote to explain why I created this 21 day morning routine challenge. But do you know who Tim Ferriss is, by the way? Yeah, four hour work week, four hour body too. (laughs) And the four hour chef. The four hour everything. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, he's got a new book out too called, uh, Tools of Titans, which have you heard of that one? No, I haven't. I don't have that yet, but man, I actually really want to get it. But he's got a podcast and he interviews a ton of crazy successful people. He's got Tony Robbins and Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I think he's got Jamie Foxx and just like a ton of really successful people. And I think that Tools of Titans book is actually something where he kind of like, he found their success habits and put them all into one book. It's actually really cool. That's amazing. That I need reminds to read that. Me. I'm obsessed yeah. with this kind of stuff, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Just totally reminds me, like, side note, but I need to get that book. Anyway, he has this quote, and he says that if you win the morning, you win the day. And it's basically along the lines of if you have a really productive morning and you start the day off on the right foot, then chances are you're going to take that momentum throughout the day. And how I explain this to people is think of Newton's first law of motion. Like an object in motion wants to stay in motion at the same speed and the same direction that it's already going. So if you get up and in 30 minutes you do six habits that are just going to set you up for success and make you feel really good and energized and focused and inspired, if you had that in the first 30 minutes of your day, chances are you're going to take that and you're going to run with it for the rest of the day and it's going to be an amazing day. So what is your morning routine like? I want to (laughs) hear. So my morning routine is literally exactly what's in the challenge. I mean, there's a little bit of variation, but for the most part, it's like the reason I created the challenge is... Because it is works. Honestly, <laughs> be, well, it's because my mindset was crap, right? And my habits were crap. And I just had this wake-up call when I realized, right now, you're super unhappy, you're not content with this, you're doing things that are outside of your value system. And I just had this wake-up call and I was like you're a collection of shitty habits, Morgan. Like, that's what you are right now, you know? And like, Oh, there's a, there's a quote. What is it? It's like, you're a product of everything you do on a consistent basis. Is it the Aristotle quote? I think. What is it? What is it? I think he says, you are what you repeatedly do. Yes, that's it. Excellence. It's so true. Excellence, therefore, is not an act, but a habit. It's true, yes. Yeah, in the peak of my discontentment and basically me being depressed about what I created for myself, I was just like, okay, well, I think back to this Aristotle quote, right? And just remember, like, the only thing that separates you from where you are right now and being where you want to be is you just need to change your habits. Like, it's really that simple. And then I was like, okay, well, what do I need to change? And I just started with simple things. I started with trying to change my mindset by by doing gratitude. So I'd wake up in the morning and say five things that I was grateful for. And that helped me think more positive, more optimistic. Then I layered on drinking 500 milliliters of water after that. Then I got really, really clear on what my goals are. And I started revisiting them every single day. I started actually doing my physio stretches. So that was my 10 minutes of movement. I would actually do the physio stretches that I was given. And then I would, um, just to get more like inspiration and ideas, I started listening to a podcast or reading something for 10 minutes in the morning just to kind of connect to like inspiration, I would say. 
and then have a healthy breakfast. So those are the exact habits that are in the routine. And that's exactly what I've been doing for the longest time. That's exactly what I did today. Gratitude, drink 500 milliliters of water, review my goals and how what I'm doing today connects to the big picture so I can stay motivated, do a little bit of movement, energize my body, kind of get my brain flowing with ideas and creativity and inspiration with listening to a podcast, wink, wink, like this one. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, uh, and then just have a healthy breakfast so you can just hit the ground running after that 30 minutes. Yeah, honestly, it makes such a difference just adding in these little, just little actions in the morning, like you said, and it's really cool that you just started with something so simple, gratitude. How did you find gratitude transformed your life and how did you practice it? Do you journal? Do you just think about it? Do you have any tips for someone who wants to start a gratitude practice? There's so many things you can do. There's actually a really cool video on it that I have as part of the 21 day challenge that I show people and it's, it's the science of gratitude. So we should definitely, is it possible to link that video? Yeah, definitely. I've never heard of that. I'd love to check that out. It's literally two minutes on YouTube and it's just really powerful because it shows you how many benefits it has and all that stuff and how you can practice it. But they, they say in the video that even just acts of kindness, you know, like holding the door for somebody that's you giving someone saying thank you. Even that is gratitude. So you can do little things like that. You could volunteer in your community, that kind of stuff. I just found for me, the most helpful thing was to make it a routine. I wanted to make sure that no matter what, you know, if I hold the door for someone, that's great. If I go volunteer, that's great. But I want to make sure that every single day I build this habit. For me, it's getting up and writing down five things that I'm grateful for. And that's how I make sure that every day, no matter what, that's kind of how I start things. Honestly, it's so simple. It, how long does so that take? Literally, it, <laughs> it literally takes like a minute. Yeah. Know? And even if you don't have a minute, that's crazy, right? But let's just say you're going to work and you know it takes you 30 seconds to, to walk to your car or it takes you 30 seconds to walk to the office or whatever. It takes you 30 seconds to walk to the bathroom when you get up. Like It doesn't really matter, but... If you can't find a minute to write down five things, just think of five things you're grateful for. And they don't have to be big. If you're having trouble with this, just look at any object in front of your eyes and just be like, I, I don't know, a chair. Hey, I'm really, I'm really, you know, I can see that in front of me right now, right? Like, so ridiculous. But you know what? I'm actually really appreciative that right now I'm sitting on a chair and I have that luxury and I don't have to like stand up all the time a pencil. Wait, I'm so grateful that <laughs> that I have something that I can use to write with. I'm so grateful that I have water to drink. It really, it doesn't have to be these huge things, right? It's about training your mind to start seeing the glass as half full versus half empty. Being grateful for the little things, I feel like we often just take things for granted. Like a chair, for example, yeah. like you said, we only notice how annoying it is to not have a chair when we don't have a chair, but when it's here, exactly. it's like, right? <laughs> we just forget about it. We totally forget yeah. about it. And I mean, you know, I think I use this example in a challenge too, but it's like, there's people in Africa who don't have food on the table and they would kill for what we have. And we're over here complaining that we don't have the newest SUV or something, right? It just proves to me that it doesn't matter how much you have, if you aren't grateful for what you do have no amount of anything extra is going to make you happy you know if anything that's just going to be your new normal and you're still going to be mad about the things that you don't have yeah, yeah it's all it's all a mindset again going back to mindset 
Exactly, right? And I start the challenge with that habit because I think it's the quickest and easiest, simplest thing that somebody can do to just to be happier, like right off the bat. And if you watch that Science of Gratitude video, it can reduce depression, it can help you sleep better, uh, reduce anxiety, can help you have better relationships. It's just so simple, but it's so effective. And that's why like in the challenge, I introduce the habit, but I give people other stuff on like why it's important because it's so simple that I'm scared that they won't do it. <laughs> yeah, it's good to show people why, like why they should do it. Yeah. And that's, that's really cool that there's a video that gives you a scientific perspective for people who want to know why, like why should I do this logically? So I'm yeah. really excited to check that out. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Oh, also, I really liked what you said about even if you feel that you don't have the time to write it out, you can just think it. I've heard people say that before they get out of bed, they'll think about three things they're grateful for. Or another way to build a habit, maybe like while you're brushing your teeth or like you said, on the way to the bathroom in the morning. Um, Exactly. So having something to like trigger that habit. I love just how simple it is. And that's, that's what you said right there is so key, having something to trigger it. It's really helpful if if you just attach this new habit you want to create to an existing habit. Like you said, if you're brushing your teeth, you know like that's so ingrained, right? And if you maybe it takes you putting a piece of paper beside your toothbrush before you go to bed at night and that says gratitude, right? And when you pick up your toothbrush, you see it and you're like, oh, "Okay, you say the three things." Mm, um, good but idea. that that's super key is like make it part of an existing routine kind of thing. Oh, what about tips for actually embodying it? Because I feel like in the wellness world, I've I've heard people joke about this. They're like, in my morning routine, I have to do this and this and this and this. And then all of a sudden it becomes like a to-do list. I don't know if you've ever experienced something like that. But I feel like I personally have gone through times where I'm like, okay, do my gratitude. But it's like, no, I have to actually feel the gratitude and say it with intention and you know what I mean I do know what you mean that one's it's it's funny because that one is like say it like you mean it (laughs) it's harder to grasp you know what I mean yeah And, and sometimes you can be saying it and you're like not truly feeling into it I do think though as you do this it's I think it's almost similar to to you know if you write down a goal and you're like you know I'm gonna have this but you you don't truly believe it yet You know what I mean? Right, yeah. But with repetition over time, it comes more naturally, I feel. Does that make any sense? Like, as you do this habit, maybe at first it seems inauthentic, but as you continue to do it, I'm finding now that gratitude just pops up randomly for me. I'll just be, like, driving to work and I'm like, man, I never thought about this before, but I'm actually really grateful for this thing. You know, you're like, man, I really appreciate this friend that I have. Yeah, it kind of builds and feels more authentic. It kind of seems like when you're starting to work out, if you haven't for a while, you're like, I don't like this. And then when you like see the results, you get the momentum and then you actually want to go to the gym because you feel so good. So yeah, it just becomes a, like a circle that just keeps feeding itself in a good way. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like a vicious circle, but the opposite of a vicious circle. Oh oh my gosh. You should coin a term for that. What is, what should we call that? A not-so-vicious, vicious vicious circle. (laughs) (laughs) Like a positive one. That's cool, though. That's true. That's so true. What's the opposite of vicious? 
I don't know. I should look in the Let's go look up uh, antonyms. Yeah, antonyms. Antonyms, yeah. Vicious. But yeah, we'll figure it out later. We'll, we'll put, put it in the show notes. <laughs> That'd be so sweet if I started like a hashtag or something. Yeah, it's a good idea. I like that. Everyone talks about the vicious circle. Let's talk about a positive one. Yeah. That'd be <laughs> super cool. Yeah. And so what about hydration? You're mentioning how it affects your brain function too. Yeah, I used to have um, I used to have a teacher in grade eleven, and it's so funny. She'd be up at the front of the class, and she'd get kind of flustered. She'd like bat her eyelashes and be like, "Oh, oh my god, my brain is just not working very well. Like, I really need to drink some water." And she'd like come out from the front of the class and like go grab her water bottle. Um, she'd be like, "Okay, there we go." <laughs> she'd start back up again. But um, you know, she was a little eccentric, but I loved her. But yeah. It actually does affect your brain function if you're dehydrated, even like 1% or 2% or something like that. And I know athletes talk about that a lot where like it actually affects your physical performance if you're dehydrated in the slightest bit. But for me, some of the main benefits, actually the main benefit I notice about drinking water in the morning is, you know, I might get out of bed and I'm kind of like, uh, I got to do this morning routine, I don't really want to, like, I don't really have a lot of energy right now, and then as soon as I get 500 milliliters down, it's like I had caffeine or something, but I didn't, I just, like, almost automatically feel more energized, I would say that's the biggest thing that I notice, and then stuff that's interesting too is sometimes I wake up and I think I'm super hungry, and then as soon as I drink that water, I'm like, actually, I'm totally fine. I actually don't need to eat everything in sight or have a massive breakfast and then 10 minutes later feel like, wow, I'm so sluggish. It's just, I probably needed some water. So those are probably two of the biggest benefits that I've noticed. And people in the challenge are saying the same thing. A lot of people are finding it's really good for their digestion too. Like people that have been having trouble with constipation, they're saying that drinking water is really helping them big time with that as well. Yeah, just helping flush your system when you wake up. And it's so interesting what you said too about thinking you're hungry or need caffeine, but really you just need water. You just need water. Yeah, at IIN they always would talk about crowding out. So Mm -hmm. I feel like that idea of just replacing certain things with other options instead of focusing on restricting something really applies here. It's like before you have coffee, before you have your breakfast, just have water and see how you feel. Yeah. It's cool too because when I was doing this challenge and I was doing my research and kind of doing my homework and putting it together, I actually stumbled across something called Japanese water therapy. Have you ever heard of that? No. What is that? So this is wild to me. This kind of blew my mind, but it's basically – now there's a couple – more, I guess, rules to it, if you will, that I don't do in the challenge. But most of it is based on getting up and drinking four cups of water. And it's so weird. (laughs) They say four cups. Some people say 640 milliliters. Some people say it's kind of like a little ambiguous, like where it's not totally clear how Mm -hmm. much water. But let's just say... A substantial amount of water. (laughs) You know, a decent (laughs) amount of water. Yeah. But they say getting up and on an empty stomach, drinking four cups of water before you even brush your teeth and like contaminate it with fluoride, drinking that right off the bat and then waiting 45 minutes to eat your first meal, 
is something called Japanese water therapy. And it's like been shown to reduce all kinds of crazy stuff like like menstrual symptoms and like heart problems, tuberculosis, constipation, all this stuff. And it's it's literally like a scientifically accepted treatment in Japanese culture and it just drinking water on an empty stomach. Isn't wow, that crazy? That's so interesting. It's amazing how simple it is. It's so simple. Just water. Oh man. And I guess I mean, you know, if you look at if you look at Apple computers, right? Like their whole like a lot of their messaging is like simplicity, you know? Mm, right. And I feel like that totally applies here when it comes to health. It's just sometimes we skip the simple stuff and it's probably, you know, just drinking that water is probably more effective than any dietary supplement you're going to pay $40 for, you know, but we so just don't do it. <laughs> oh yeah. I've heard people talk about this too. It's it's like, we're concerned with that like final 0.5%. Like say someone wants to learn how to run. They're like, Oh, what kind of shoes should I get? You know what I mean? They'll, they're just, yeah. Meanwhile, it's like, just get outside first and actually just move. <laughs> Just 100%. Totally simple. <laughs> I I can totally relate to that. Um in uh in the like the nutrition coaching that I'm doing, I uh I have this little like pyramid of what's really important and the very very top of the pyramid is supplements, you know, like it, but people spend the most time and the most energy and the most money on that and it's like you're missing the point. <laughs> yeah, it's like drink water. Oh yeah, another good quote. I forget who said it. Some doctor was like, it's not the pill that's making you better. It's the glass of water that you're having with the pill. <laughs> ah, that's <laughs> so <hilarious. good. laughs> That's actually probably true. Or so the placebo true. effect from the pill, but yeah. That's I mean. true. That as well. But talking about that final 2%, do you recommend drinking a certain type of water? Because I'm hearing all these things about... Um, like distilled water, alkaline water, spring water, like it doesn't matter, tap water. Um, so what, what's your opinion on that? Should we just be concerned about drinking water or do we have to be concerned about what kind of water, what's in our water? You know, it's, it's interesting because I think those things, they probably do have some value, you know, they're, they're probably... There probably is one option that's better for the other. Um, for me right now, it's something that I haven't looked into. It's something that I haven't spent the time and the energy to to figure out. And I think I'm, I'm kind of 80-20ing a lot of stuff, you know? That Pareto's principle where 80% of your results are based on 20% of your effort. And so I know I could look into that and maybe at some point my health gain is just so on point that I look up that stuff as well but for right now I'm really just just keeping it simple mm-hmm. it's about the basics right yeah it could be good but it's just not my highest priority today totally <laughs> yeah no I just yeah I was really interested in what your opinion was on that because like I was saying there's all there's so many different supplements and this and that and like fine-tuning of these things we can just take a step back and get our movement in drink water <laughs> have high quality relationships, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Things that make us feel good, right? And and we talked about this uh, too the other day where it's like as health coaches, you know, and people in this space, we can kind of get way too into that world where it's like, wait, 
<laughs> like, you know, it's just like, what? Like, just drink your I water. <laughs> I don't have time to like, you know, get stuff done because I'm like doing so much self-care over here. You know oh yeah, I mean? totally. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> yeah. Getting stuff done is a form of self-care. <laughs> exactly. It feels good. <laughs> yeah, it does. It really does. Oh my God. <laughs> Um, oh, but on the topic of getting stuff done, let's talk about vision and goals. That's one of the main pillars. So how do you stay on track with vision and goals and how do you recommend your clients and people who do your challenge stay on track, stay committed? So in the challenge, the goal setting part is is really reviewing your goals daily. For me, when I was kind of at a low point, I, I was looking at, okay, what are you doing right now? Uh, because it's not working, you know. <laughs> so, so I was like, "Okay, hey, what what can I do differently, right?" Because if you're not happy with the results you're getting with whatever you're doing, you, you got to change something, right? So, for me, I was like, you know, something that you always hear if you go to personal development workshops or seminars or this or that is you've got to review your goals and you know review your goals or your vision frequently. And for me, I was like, you know what, I'm going to start doing this daily, and. That's the change that I made, and the results have been absolutely phenomenal. So in the challenge, I give people a goal-setting worksheet because in order to review your goals daily, you obviously have to know what they are. (laughs) What they are. First step, (laughs) what are my goals? (laughs) Step one. So there's some stuff in there about, like, you know, what your values are and what your long-term vision is. But there's there's a worksheet about, you know, picking one goal one goal that you want to focus on because it's back to simplicity, right? When you overload yourself with stuff, you know, it, it kind of gets out of control and you lose sight. You're like, well, what am I even, what am I failing at? What am I winning at? I don't even know. So they pick one goal when they want that by. Really, really key part of it is why they want that. That is the biggest piece. Why? What's your motivation, right? What's the motivation that's authentic to you and then how they're going to get there. And so what I advocate in the challenge is that each morning they review this daily. So they review, okay, what's their goal? When do they want it by? Why do they want it? And what's the next step to get them there? So like for me, I'll review my goal in the morning and I know when I want it. I know the reasons why, you know, my biggest reasons why I've already gotten pretty clear on this. And I know how, what I'm going to do that day, let's say the two or three actions I've outlined that I are my most important tasks that day, I know how they're going to fit into the big picture. And that has made so much of a difference. It is absolutely crazy. Yeah, knowing your why is so key. Yeah. So important, right? You can have a goal, but you're not really going to be committed to it if you don't know what the motivation is and like why it's actually important to you yeah and we talked about that we went through the health coach training program that was a big piece and I think you said you did the business one too it's like they really dig into like what's your why like you know not somebody else's why what's your why what does success look like to you and especially as entrepreneurs you don't have someone telling you like hey you have to be at work by this time you have to get this done like you are your own boss and you're your own source of motivation and inspiration. And if you don't know how what you're doing today maps to the bigger picture, if you're not excited about the bigger picture, I mean, where's your motivation to, to get out of bed in the morning, right? Right. Because, yeah, you don't have a boss forcing you to. And even if yeah. you, you look at companies, say you are working for someone, 
I guarantee they're going to have a why for the company that they basically just give to you. Yeah. The like corporate mission statement. So it's like you have to make a mission statement for yourself. And then this applies to not only work to anything, any health goal you may have. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Like maybe in the challenge, someone's goal is to lose 20 pounds, right? Well, that's great. But it's exactly what you're talking about. You need to know why you want that. Why is that important? Why are you going to say no to the sugary donut snacks that come across your desk at your work, right? Like you need to know why. So you, you help people who do the challenge figure out their why? In the worksheet, there's a spot for that, right? For them to figure that out. That's one of the key things is that they get clear on that. And if they're going back and forth, you know, they're having trouble coming up with that. Of course, I'm going to be like, okay, well, let's, you know, let's dive into this. Let's talk about this because this is something I love talking about. And I share my whys too in an effort to, you know, hopefully give them some ideas. I'm like, okay, well, this is my goal. and This is why I want it, you know, and like that kind of gets some ideas flowing for people. What's your um, why for your goal you have now? What is your goal now? <laughs> what did you, <laughs> will you share with us? <laughs> what did you look at this morning? <laughs> I will share with you. It's so funny. It's just like in the last little bit that I've actually even told anyone about this goal because it's so ridiculous and so out there that I think I just have all these fears around sharing it with people, you know, like, but you just like have that to they do might, it. That they <laughs> it, might it think becomes I'm crazy more real, or, right? Oh, yeah. And I've, I've already started sharing it, but it's so funny. Like when I've shared it, it's like my heart's going to beat it on my chest, you know, because it's like this is kind of a crazy goal. They're probably going to think I'm crazy. I get this thought where I'm like, well, maybe they're going to be like, who the heck are you to have such a goal? Just like all these fears around it. But my goal, and this is the biggest I can say that I've ever thought in my life. I've usually, I think I've been playing small a lot, (laughs) but my goal is to have a net worth of $10 million in 10 years. And I know the, the date for that. It's, um, on or before October 24th, 2028. So that's my goal. And I wrote out like an extensive list of whys, but I have three main whys and two of them are positive and one of them is almost negative. So for me, the two positive ones, one of them is for the challenge. If you know me, you know that I'm really not an overly materialistic person. I don't have the nicest clothes. I don't have a brand new car. I, you know, probably have the money to do that, but I just, I just don't care. I just don't want that. So it's weird that I set a goal that's money based, but it's really not for the money. It's for the challenge. It's because the goal is so big that I don't know how I'm going to get there. It's kind of, it's just such a challenge. Like I'm after the person that I'm going to have to become in the process. That's the number one reason why I set that goal. Another thing is so that I can give more, I guess, in a sense. I kind of used to think making a lot of money is like not spiritual or something, you know, or like, I don't know, something along those lines. But I'm just realizing that with more money, you know, I have more opportunity to give back and to push forward and vote for the things that I care about, which are likely going to be health and wellness kind of stuff. You know, maybe I start a supplement company or some something health related. I have no idea what that looks like yet, but basically so that I can use that as a means to push forward the things that I really value. And then the um, 
the negative reason is just that I I just got fed up with wasting my potential. You know, I got fed up with playing small and achieving 1% of what I'm truly capable of. And I just, it was absolutely depressing and, and disappointing. And I just, I was like, F this. I'm, I'm done with that. Because it's just, I literally just can't stand it. It's just such a, it's such a dark uh, steep, slippery slope for me to just be disappointing myself like that and to be playing small. So yeah, that's kind of like my negative motivation. And, um, in terms of how, you know, I don't really know how the heck I'm going to get there. I'm obviously going to have to adopt a bigger model than I have right now, but I can see the next step on the staircase. You know, I can't see the whole thing, but I can see the next steps and the next steps are to really keep it going with this nutrition coaching that I'm doing and these 21 day challenges. So I know that's kind of like a really long rant and I'm interested to hear what the heck you have to say about this, but, uh, this that's is incredible. Really, that's no, the goal. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's, I'm so excited for 10 years from now when I can look back on this podcast and be like, damn, she did it. Oh, actually, you know what too? I forgot to say this, but One of the things, it's so funny, I think, honestly, the main reason that I set this goal is because I just want to inspire people with it. You know, I just want to prove to people that, like, anyone can do this. Like, I'm setting this goal, and I'm nowhere near that. Not even close. Like, I'm just a regular, average, everyday person, right? And it's just, like, I think what I want most from setting that goal is... I want to be on the path to getting there and I want to like show people what's going on along the way. And I want to be real with people along the way about the struggles and the this and the that. And hopefully maybe they can just see that journey, whether it's at the end or along the way and get inspired by that and realize that they can do the same thing. Completely. Yeah. Bring people on your journey because it's so true. We all connect to people as they are vulnerable and open and share about the whole process and what's really going on versus just the end result, right? Yeah, and it's so funny because I I had this thought, you know how you get the best thoughts in the shower? Right, (laughs) classic. (laughs) But it's so funny. I've always just felt like I was meant to, I don't know, do inspirational speaking or write a book or something. And I think part of why I set that goal is because I want to say, I don't know, like, I want to be able to give those speeches, but with some credentials behind me where I'm like, no, I can say this because I achieved this, you know? But at the same time, I think something that I I just thought about today is, like, there's a lot of people, here's the thing, there's a lot of people who have been super successful and they've written a book and they're, they're millionaires or billionaires or whatever and they've written a book, but the people reading it are like, okay, well, that's cool, but I can't do what you did. Like, I'm not that good or I'm not whatever, right? So... I just had this thought today where I'm like, Morgan, you have to share about the process getting there, you know, because if you share when you're already there, now people can't identify with that. People, people are like, you're out of my league, right? But if you share along the way, people can be like, oh, look, this girl started from nothing. That's more relatable. And that's kind of just like a thought I had today in the shower. I was like, okay, don't forget to share the journey, Morgan. Like, don't just wait till 10 years from now when you can write a book about this. Share along the way. Like, that's why you're doing this, you know? Yeah, that completely makes sense. It's so true. People will connect with you. They get to know you and they are with you along the journey. Yeah. 
And it'll be cool. It'll be so cool, honestly, to look back, like you said, on this podcast. And yeah. Like, this this is three months into the goal of ten years. You so know, cool. like I said this. Yeah. I said this in October. So it's like uh, it's it's funny that it's a ten year plan because I don't know if you've seen, but lately on Instagram, where did this start? There's been like the ten year transformation pictures. Have you seen that? I did. Yeah, so it's just so interesting, because I was thinking about who was I 10 years ago. I was like, that was pretty different. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot and, can happen in 10 years. And that's a good point, too. Like, that time is going to pass anyway. No matter what, I'm going to be 35 in 10 years, right? So it's like, you might as well Might as well set an amazing on- goal. <laughs> yeah, you may as well spend it on an amazing journey. Whether you succeed or fail, it doesn't matter. You're going to learn a ton of stuff, and it's going to be freaking fantastic so just go for it on that point though how do you come back from setbacks or perceived failures so you have your big goal and you have all these little goals to get you there but what do you do if you don't meet a deadline or something doesn't go as you hoped it would go do you have any advice for how to stay on track what to do you know it's funny but I think just the fact that this goal that I've set is 10 years into the future It just gives me such a refreshing perspective on life because it just reminds me that in the big scheme of things, that shit doesn't effing matter. It's just all the little things like I've been doing so much stuff lately that just like pushes me outside of my comfort zone and scares the crap out of me. And really what comes up for me is like I'm scared of failing or I'm scared of looking like an idiot or whatever, right? But when you think 10 years into the future, it's just like... You just see the whole path. And when you can see the whole path, you just realize, like, those are, like, you think that they're, like, this gigantic crater. And then it's, like, no, it's actually, it's a pothole in the road. It's not even a pothole. It's a pebble on the road. Like, this is nothing. It's just so weird. I've totally flipped my my feelings on failure because I just, I just don't see it as a failure right now. I see it as learning. This is really one of the first podcasts that I'm ever doing. And... I'm scared that I'm going to mess it up or I'm going to be boring or no one's going to listen to it or like all these crazy things come up, but it's like, that doesn't matter. Just do the thing. And if you fail, you know, let's say this podcast is terrible and no one listens to it and everyone hates me for whatever, you know, it's been amazing. You don't have to worry, (laughs) you know, Um, but it's just like, cool. What did you learn from that? Move on. It doesn't matter. Go to another one tomorrow. Like, don't just quit, you know? Even with this 21-day challenge, like, I just launched the first one, and it's taking place right now. And I had a lot of fears around that, like, what if no one joins and this and that? And it went well. It went very well. I'm very, very happy with it. But I also set a big goal. And to be honest, I mean, if you get technical, like, I failed that goal. I got 75% of where I wanted to be in terms of financials and how many people I had in the challenge. So I technically failed, but for me, I'm just like, great. How do I improve this? How do I get feedback? How do I market it better next time? How do I make it better for the people that are in the challenge? So it's just like, just reframe failure as like, that is a part of the process. Like I'm actually excited to fail these days, which is hilarious. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah. It's so good to just reframe it nothing's really yeah. a failure it's an opportunity an opportunity exactly. to learn and improve and grow and I like what you said about it just being a pebble on the road on this massive winding road just a little pebble exactly yeah so that's a really good question I like that question a lot because mm-hmm. yeah it's so important to have that vision and that 
inspiration but then yeah i was just curious what happens when <laughs> things don't go as planned it's yeah you yeah. know we should have another podcast about this later totally uh, yeah come back and just be like so morgan how's that going you still uh positivity land over there <laughs> definitely for sure yeah I and will... you know what by the way quick quick shout out um there's a lot of things that i maybe don't love about gary v but there's way more things i love than i don't love or don't don't agree with i guess but like he's he preaches that a lot. He's like he loves to fail. He loves to win, but he knows he's gonna fail and he welcomes it, you know? And I just feel if you haven't checked out Gary Vee, go check him out on, on Instagram because oh, he'll he's really great. drive <laughs> Yeah, he'll really drive that perspective home where it's just like there's no such thing as failure. He's like, I win because I fail so much, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. So true. Yeah, he's great. You mentioned learning as well is really important, and you follow Gary Vee. Who else inspires you? What kind of podcasts do you listen to? Yeah, learning is another one of the habits in the challenge, and we skipped movement, but that's totally fine. We can go back to that. We, we can go just, back. We were talking about <laughs> Gary Vee, so... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Learning is just... we. It's so funny. As health coaches, we did this exercise where... We get the circle of life. You know that the circle of life we were talking about yesterday. Oh, so good. I will link that in the show notes too. I always go back to that. It's so good. It's so good. It's so true. But yeah, so on the circle of life, I'm pretty sure there's a little slice of the pie that's about learning, right? There is. There's an education and one. Yeah. So I realized a while ago, any day that I learn something, it's just a good day. And that's why I try to have even just 10 minutes of listening to an audiobook or a podcast like this one or reading a book or maybe you're watching TED Talks on YouTube or 10 minutes of something where you're either learning something or you're you're listening to something that's inspirational, motivational or uplifting. And the whole point of that piece is to kind of light that inner fire and tap into probably my favorite word, which is inspiration. You know, that's going to be like the theme of my life, just inspiration. Inspiration, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, even if, let's say in habit three of the challenge, you were setting goals, you know, in habit three of the challenge, you may set goals and then the fifth habit is learning. So maybe you're listening to an audiobook that relates to your goals. Let's say I'm not listening to this book now, although I do have it, but there's a book by Napoleon Hill called Think and Grow Rich. And if I'm listening to that book, I'm basically tapping into the mindset of somebody who's already super successful. I'm taking the shortcuts and applying the lessons that they've already learned. It just gives you new ideas and it almost gives you access to a mentor in a sense, even though like, yeah, they're not there in person and they're not technically specifically with you one-on-one, -on -one, but like you're basically getting inside their minds. You're just kind of lighting that inner fire and tapping into inspiration. So that's why I think that stuff is really important especially in the morning, because it just gives you that motivation, that inspiration you need to go and, and crush it in your day. Right, yeah, setting the tone. Setting the tone, yeah. Yeah, you like set the tone for the day, and it's so true. People pay tons of money for good mentorship, and you can yeah. access basically their life journey and everything they've learned through a book or an audiobook and how much is an audiobook like $15 like yeah it's so worth it just to get that or insight <laughs> if you're listening to like a podcast how much is your podcast oh yeah it's free, Freaking free. <laughs> <laughs> that's know? so true just um, the amount of information we have available to us today is 
it's just wild. Yeah, it's it's actually amazing. I can't imagine like 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah, like 20 years ago to get that kind of mentorship or get those kind of insights or Not those happy, kind of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> man, you would it would that could take a really long time and you may never find it. Yeah. Today you can just like go on Google and find anything. Wait, who what are some of your favorite podcasts other than this one? <laughs> other than this one. You know what I could do? I have um just a little resource sheet for people in the challenge about maybe some recommended reads or recommended podcasts or things that mm. I think are helpful. So I could probably link that. Oh, amazing. Thanks. But just like off the top of my head, let's say you're, you want to learn about relationships, you know, um, have you ever heard of the book, the five love languages? Oh yeah. They have quizzes for that too, right? Yeah. Like that's a pretty good one. Mm. If you're looking at financial stuff, Napoleon Hill is think and grow rich. That's a good one. Tony Robbins has a good one called Unshakable. I think it's Unshakable, but it's about investing. And mm, nice. I, I thank my lucky stars for my friend who recommended that book to me because I actually have a really good retirement savings plan oh, right nice. now because of that book. And it's like, it's one that I've created. It's independent of any employers or any of that kind of stuff. It's just... I really have my crap together in terms of like, I'm really good with finances, really, really good. And that book was a huge help. Um, Ramit Sethi has one on, uh, I think it's called I Will Teach You to Be Rich. So those are pretty good, like in terms of personal development. Tim Ferriss's book we talked about, Tools of Titans. There's one called The Millionaire Mind, but I think it's like T. Harv Ecker. I'm listening to something now called Organized Tomorrow Today. Gary Vee's got some books out on social media. I think they're called Crush It and Crushing It. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. In terms of spirituality, have you ever listened to anything by Wayne Dyer? No, but I know who you're talking about. So the good, dude yeah. is amazing. I'm actually, I'm so sad that he's not with us anymore. He passed away a couple years ago. But the two books I'd recommend the most from him, um, he has one that's like Wayne Dyer's Ultimate Library, and then another one called um, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life, which is... 81 meditations on the Tao Te Ching, which is like some ancient spiritual Chinese text, but right. his voice is so soothing and his thoughts are so, or his books are so thought provoking. It's just like, it's like s spiritual food. It's so oh, that's good. amazing. Um, I what about to... Brene Brown? You ever listen to Brene Brown? Oh yeah, yeah. She's on the same level with that kind of stuff. Just like, So good, yeah. Yeah, just really good stuff. Amazing. And then lastly, quickly, we didn't touch on nutrition and movement <laughs> yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, if we have to, we can, you know, make things quick. But if we... We, we should go another, a little... another podcast. Yeah, we'll just do another podcast. <laughs> you know, or do movement. the challenge so you, you, do the you find out, challenge. right? Yeah, I'm going to be, yeah. the, the one right now is in progress, so it's kind of closed. You can't get in do there. Do the next one. There will be another one. Yeah. When, so do you know you, when it'll be? That's a hard one for me. Um, I'm going on a trip to New Zealand. That's so, so exciting. For like, like three weeks. So. You like traveling, right? That's something else I wanted I, to ask you. What is, what is <laughs> a day so in your funny. life? What are you like doing? What, who are we're you? We're so funny. <laughs> um, Travel is huge for you, right? I am very interested in travel, and I've done a lot in North America, but this is actually really exciting for me because it's the first trip that I've ever done off the continent. Oh, I've, wow. you know, I've driven to, like, you know, we, uh, we met in California, or no, we met in Miami. Miami, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so funny. We sound so cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, I met her in Miami, you know, casual. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> was it Cali? I forget. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, oh my god, my laugh is so obnoxious on this podcast, probably, but whatever. Um, but yeah, no, I've done like a lot over. Um, you know, spent some good time in Memphis and, and Cali, and we met in Miami. And I drove a so lot of that. Cool. Been like all over Canada. I've gone across Canada like four times, but like wow. been all over Canada <laughs> and the states. But I've not been off the continent yet. So that'll be my first off the continent trip, which so is super exciting. exciting. I'm so excited to follow your adventures. Yeah. Oh, that's another link. I will link your social media accounts in the show notes. So amazing. We can see what you're up to. So much exciting stuff. I guess we could link my Facebook fan page, the Instagram, and maybe the challenge website. Yeah, definitely. Amazing. Cool. Any last words of wisdom or anything at all you want to share? Um, I guess I'll just touch briefly on the two habits that we kind of didn't touch on. The movement piece, just 10 minutes of movement in the morning, making sure you get something in. It's one of the, you know, movement, physical activity, one of the best antidepressants out there. So that's kind of why that's in the challenge. And I think nutrition is fairly explanatory. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, you want to be energized when you start off your day and you want to feel good. You want to be in a good mood, you know, so that you can be productive. So just like having a, a planned out healthy breakfast that you have the ingredients for and you can make and that's quick and easy. So even if you're in a rush, you can go do that. That's something else we talk about in the challenge and just giving people some ideas and a couple of resources to, to come up with whatever their healthy breakfast looks like so those are kind of the two we missed totally awesome yeah Um, and yeah it's it's true like even 10 minutes in the morning you don't even have to get a gym membership just do some push-ups and jumping jacks and build from there right and then again self-explanatory eat good food (laughs) yeah and like we talked about yesterday like i i love crossfit for me i really love that and i go there but if you're really busy Honestly, sometimes going to the gym can be like a two-hour ordeal, you know? Like, it's like a half-day ordeal yeah. sometimes to get to the gym. I totally agree with you. You don't have to get a gym membership. You can just do some stuff at home. There's, There's so many, stuff. yeah, like YouTube like videos. YouTube. Oh, oh my amazing. God. Yeah. yeah. Again, the gratitude for the internet. <laughs> thank you, internet. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so so much for being on the podcast you shared so much thank you for sharing your massive goals and being so inspiring and giving us all these tips and sharing a lot of content about your challenge which seems to be going so well i'm so excited and i'm yeah, so excited too. we'll definitely link all of the amazing resources oh my gosh so many things to link so grateful for everything that you shared and i am grateful for you having me on the podcast and Hopefully our conversation inspires someone to take action on something in here. I'm sure it will. It's inspired me. (laughs) Amazing. I love it. You already achieved your goal. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm sure we'll have another podcast episode soon. Can't wait to keep updated with all this. See, I'll need to have you on my podcast. Yeah. I'm so excited. (laughs) Definitely want to be on your podcast too. Cool. Thank you. You are so welcome. That was my conversation with Morgan. Are you feeling inspired to start a morning routine of your own? If you already have a pretty solid morning routine, is there anything you'd like to change about it or add to it? Morgan shared some amazing morning routine ideas. 
If you're interested in learning more about her challenge, you can find a link to it in the show notes. I've also included links to her social media pages and to all of the books that she mentioned in this episode. Morgan and I met at an Institute for Integrative Nutrition conference. This is the school that we both attended and both absolutely loved. I've shared a link to a free integrative nutrition sample class in the show notes as well. I highly recommend checking out the school if you're interested in nutrition and health coaching, and you can always email me at ac at alessandracarden.com, email in the show notes as well, if you would like to chat about the school. And let me know in the comments what your biggest takeaways from this episode were and what your morning routine looks like. I would love to hear. Thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm.